0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey guys, welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Farah Siddiqui once again. Want to go over wide receivers today? Um, Went over running backs yesterday, so if you didn't catch that, uh, check out yesterday's episode. Now, just a couple pieces of news before I get into it. Malamak didn't practice as of Thursday Uh, with that calf injury. That's not good. Hopefully he can get somewhat of a practice in on Friday, but... I would make sure to have a backup plan just in case he can't go. Uh, Josh Jacobs had an illness, um, also had a groin injury, it was, but they listed it as a hip injury. Uh, But either way, uh, he is practicing today, but we don't know if it's a limited practice or a full one. Uh, So that that practice report should be out a little bit later today. Uh, But that was good news, uh, relatively good news. Um, You know, see if he can get a full practice in on Friday. That would be ideal. Uh, but, you know, I would obviously make sure that you have a backup plan just in case he can't go. Um, but, yeah, I think that, that was pretty much it uh, for updates to some injuries today. I think Sterling Shepard is coming out of that concussion protocol. He is expected to go. Those other wide receivers there, Cody Latimer and Benny Fowler, <laughs> they're banged up. Uh, one has a concussion, and the other just tweaked his hamstring yesterday on Wednesday. So just keep an eye out for that, you know. Uh, and I'll get to Sterling Shepard a little bit later. He does have a good matchup this week. Um... So let's get right into it, Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, um, and I mentioned this um, in the review last week, but Kingsbury's offense, you know, they're putting out four wide receivers as their base formation, Uh, both Christian Kirk and Larry Fitz, because of that, are able to run out of the slot, Um, so Kirk, you know, is playing 80% in the slot, Larry over 90% in the slot, so, you know, Fitz averaging 12 targets and 108.5 yards over the first two games. That is great. Uh, Kirk needed that second game to turn his volume into 114 yards, but he did get volume in both games. Uh, I think Larry's super hard to sit right now. Not only is he being targeted, but he's also being targeted further down the field than we've been used to, right, in the twilight of his career. He's sixth in air yards through two weeks, so his targets are way more valuable than they've been over the past few years. Um, The other encouraging thing about this offense is that, you know, it's first and pass attempts so far. Um, It's also worth noting, you know, they obviously had that OT period in week one. But in week two, Baltimore dominated time of possession against them. 37 minutes to uh, 22 minutes, 23 minutes. But Arizona still got 57 offensive plays off. So it's almost like, you know, they had like, you know, a good amount of time more than they would normally need in order to run 57 plays. So that's encouraging for fantasy numbers. So if they if they have if they're dominating time of possession, I mean, they could really uh, do some damage as far as like how many plays they actually get off, and that just means more opportunity for these wide receivers. Um, now, as far as the matchup this week, Carolina they have an undrafted free agent JV and Elliott playing inside right now. Um, they're going to have to get creative in guarding both of these guys inside. Uh, Chris Godwin had a great game against the Panthers out of the slot in Week 2. That touchdown was coming out from the outside, but still, you know, he he, he was able to rack up a bunch of receptions, so I uh, wouldn't expect anything different this week. Uh, okay, moving on, Marquise Brown. The total of the Ravens-Chiefs game this week, by the way, is 54.5, as of yesterday. That's when I checked. Um, it should be around the same today, but... You know, you want as many pieces from this game in your lineup as possible. Brown snaps went way up in Week Two, and he's obviously Lamar Jackson's go-to wide receiver. Um, there's way too much upside against this Chiefs secondary in a potential shootout to keep Brown on your bench. Um, the Chiefs have actually done okay against outside wide receivers so far, but you know you're not kind of you're not afraid of this matchup. Um, the slot is actually where they've been giving up points, and Brown has actually run. Forty-one percent of his routes from the slot, so he'll get opportunity to expose that, you know, particular vulnerability. Um, the Chiefs have given up four touchdowns to four different wide receivers over the first two weeks, so I'm starting Brown for sure. Allen Robinson. Last week he was shadowed on a majority of his routes by Chris Harris. You know, so when you combine that tough matchup with Mitch Trubisky's inadequacies and maybe this offense. You know, offensive scheme not getting you know off to the right off to a right start. Um, you kind of have to let that game go. Um, this week, he goes up against a Redskins defen- defense that has allowed the fourth most fantasy points to both perimeter and slot wide receivers. And Robinson plays all over the place. I think they gave up the the overall most fantasy points to wide receivers. Um, so you know, Josh Norman might shadow him, but it doesn't matter. He's been giving up. He himself has been giving up. More than half a fantasy point per route run against him so far this season. Okay, moving on, Emmanuel Sanders. uh, He was able to get it done for a second straight week in a tough matchup against Chicago at home. Uh, He caught 11 of 13 targets for 98 yards and what would have been the game-winning touchdown uh, if Chicago didn't come back and, and kick that field goal. Um but this week by the way Manuel Sanders I'm, I'm going to say this every time I mention Manuel Sanders this year the fact that he was able to come back from that Achilles injury is such a good story I'm, I'm rooting for the guy I've always been a fan I just wasn't a fan this year because of that Achilles injury but once I saw him in preseason I was like okay I'm in um but yeah he, he's looking really good and you know there's a real rapport there between him and Flacco but anyway he's going to see a lot of Jair Alexander um he he's he's been holding the left side of the perimeter down pretty well so far Um, But, you know, I mentioned that Rapport, Sanders has a 25% target share. Um, You know, it's hard to sit Sanders when he's on a roll and he's getting uh, quality targets um, and he's getting target share, 25%. So, you know, I'm I'm going with the volume. Um, As far as fantasy points, the Packers are kind of middle of the pack. No pun intended there. (laughs) On the perimeter. So it's not a matchup we need to necessarily stay away from. A, A matchup you definitely don't want to stay away from is... Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones against the Eagles. Um, Galladay, between the two, obviously, is the play, um, since he's getting volume. Uh, but Marvin Jones is, he's a bit desperate, but he's definitely viable. Ronald Jones, Rasul Douglas, they have not been good so far this year on the outside. They're both giving up more than half a fantasy point per route run against them. You know, while the Eagles defense as a whole are giving up the most fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers. So, this is a great matchup for these guys. <laughs> when you give up the most fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers, that's a good thing, especially for Gallaudet. Um So when you look at the receivers who played against them, you know, Terry McLaurin, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, they all had more than 100 yards, at least one touchdown against them. Um, so playing your wide receivers against the Eagles is starting to become a theme uh, once again in 2019. Okay, start all your Chiefs wide receivers. Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, Nicole Hardman, uh, Watkins is obvious right he's getting targets he, he had 13 targets from Mahomes last week um, and outside of that obvious start there's just way too much upside in this game. you know like I mentioned earlier 54 and a half total um, you know you want a piece of this potential shootout. Um, you know either of these two guys put him in your lineup last week we saw Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk both put up 100 yards out of the slot against the Ravens defense last week. that's good news for Hardman who lined up on the, who lined up in the slot on a majority of his routes in week two. So Robinson, you know, he seemed like the go-to early for Mahomes, but, you know, Hardman caught up. You know, if, if his second long touchdown stood, that 70-yard touchdown that was called back on a hold, you know, we might not have been able to discern much of a difference between the two guys. Like, everyone was on Robinson, but Hardman could have had a, b- a bigger day uh, if that touchdown stood. Um and also this game is in Kansas City, so you want to kind of give an advantage to that home team and Mahomes will probably, you know, do do some more damage, you know, in Kansas City. Okay, Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman. I'm starting my Patriots. I don't want to say my Patriots wide receivers as a Jets fan. But if I have the Patriot, a Patriot wide receiver, I am starting them. Um, and most of these guys are probably starting anyway. But I just want to, obviously Antonio Brown too, I just want to point out that he only played 20 snaps last week. Um, we should see a spike there. Uh, he was targeted on about, you know, half of those snaps, so he'll likely see another large target share for Tom Brady. Uh, the Jets have a real problem at corner. The highest-paid corner, Tremaine Johnson, is being benched because of the coaches, you know, questioning his passion for the game, uh, resulting in bad play on the field. So, you know, against Nate Hairston, Dow Roberts on the outside, both Gordon and Brown can take advantage. Last week, Gordon was shadowed by Xavier Howard, so we didn't really see much of an impact. There uh, and Brady, hard, Brady hardly went his way. Like, why would he? You have an AB going up against a shitty corner on the outside, of course, targets crap out of him. Um, but yeah, so there's no situation like that this week. Um, so I'm, I'm fine with Gordon. As far as Edelman, the Jets also have allowed the ninth most fantasy points to slot wide receivers. Um, so while this could be another game where they're just kind of running the ball, um, both of these, all three of these guys uh, can potentially have a good fantasy day. Uh, I just wouldn't expect a ridiculous amount of volume uh, to these guys because of the fact that the Patriots can go up and then just continue to pound the rock all all game long. Okay, you're obviously starting Michael Thomas, but I want to mention him. You know, even without Drew Brees, put him in your lineup. Don't overthink it. Um, The game plan will still be able to give Thomas a high target share. You know what I mean? Um, Because of volume and talent, he's going to be in your lineup. It's a great matchup too. Um, Trey Flowers, Shaq Griffin have allowed the fifth-most fantasy points to perimeter-wide receivers. Uh, he lines up on flower side on a majority of his snaps, um, and that's the corner you want matched up on him out of the two. Juju, same thing. Even with Ben out, Juju is still the best player on that offense. He's going to get his share of targets. With Mason Rudolph in the game last week, he had the majority of target share. Juju did. So, you know, Rudolph likes to throw downfield. You know, Juju's game break ability will still be in play. Uh, The good news is that Juju has played a majority of his snaps in the slot, and the Achilles heel of the 49ers pass defense is against, you know, nickel corner Kawan Williams. So he's given up almost half a fantasy point per route run against him, Uh, and we saw that slot wide receiver Tyler Boyd was able to rack up 10 receptions on 10 targets last week. Okay, Tyler Lockett. Uh, The Saints, they've given up the six most fantasy points to the slot so far this season, which is where Lockett has run a majority of his routes from. Uh, he finally got serious volume last week against the Steelers, and that can continue because of the matchup this week. And, and you're starting Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, but you know, just want to mention def- I definitely want to mention Mike Evans because a lot of people are questioning his his productivity, you know, over the first two weeks. Um, and he might be shadowed by Janoris Jenkins this week, but I, I don't think that's going to be a real issue, honestly. The Giants. As a, as a whole, they've allowed the second most fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers. You know, whether it's the left side or the right side of the field, um, and that accounts for 79% of where Evans lines up. Um, his air yards and targets are close enough to Chris Godwin where we can't forget about him. I mean, there's only a small delta there, um, so he's a buy low right now because the production hasn't matched his usage. As far as Godwin goes, the Giants are a bit more stout against the slot, but I wouldn't go so far to say they're actually stout. You know what I mean? So, uh, either way, Goblin has lined up on the outside in almost 50% of his snaps. So, he'll get his production either way. Okay, moving on to desperate starts. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, with, with both Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson out this week, Aguilar should be able to take advantage with more volume once again. Uh, last week, in their absence, he caught 8 of 11 for 107 and a touchdown. Um, and the only reason why he's not like a sure-fire start is because... You know, I wouldn't take out one of your normal starters to put Aguilar in. Yeah, I want you to think he's a must start. You know, when a backup running back steps into an injured running back's shoes, yes, you know, in that respect, the touches are more guaranteed. Uh, Matt Collins, J.J. Ortega, Whiteside will be part of the game plan and has practiced with the starters all week. So the targets can be a bit spread out, right? Uh, Aguilar was the only guy um, out of this trio who was actually playing with the starters last week, right? Uh, during practice, before that game, and then in the game, that's when his two wide receivers got, other oh, two wide receivers got hurt. So, you know, the good news is that the Lions have given up the 13th most fantasy points to slot-wide receivers. Um, so the matchup is good, right? Uh, he was in the slot 62 snaps last week, so he's likely going to do the same this week with those other guys on the outside. So he's a good start this week, no doubt. Uh, if you picked him up on off waivers and you need somebody in your flex... Um, it's, he's, he's a great flex option this week. Curtis Samuel. Um, he's going to see a lot of rookie Byron Murphy on the right side of the field, which is where Arizona has given up some fantasy points so far this season. With Samuel also lining up in the slot about 30% of the time, you know, that's where the Cardinals are giving up the second most fantasy points so far this season. Um, he'll have an advantage most of the day because of that. Um, but Samuel played extremely well last week against the Bucks. And if Cam Newton honestly hit him more when he was open, his day would have been even bigger than it was. Um, And, and, you know, when you think about it, if Kyle Allen gets a start this week, he might actually be an upgrade to Cam Newton if we're talking about accuracy and downfield accuracy. So um, this might actually be a good thing for Samuel, believe it or not. Um, Devin Smith, Randall Cobb, um, you know, with Xavier Howard mostly following Amari Cooper. Both Smith and Cobb will run free against perimeter corner Eric Rowe, uh, nickel corner Jamal Wiltz, respectively. Each of these corners have been pretty shit this season. They've given up more than one fantasy point per route run against them. Yes, I said that right. So, like, per route, route, for every route run against them this year, they've given up one fantasy point. (laughs) So, Cobb is probably the better volume play. Between the two, given that the Dolphins have already given up the third most fantasy points to slot wide receivers so far, uh, but Smith can make it happen for you too in a long play. He's more of a desperate option, deeper league type of guy. Um, You know We're usually not on backup wide receivers on any team because of injury, let, let alone the Cowboys in the past, but that just tells you how much we like this new system Kellen Moore is running. Okay, Sterling Shepard, I mentioned him before, should be out of the concussion protocol. He has a good matchup in the slot against MJ Stewart. Um, he's been giving up the most fantasy points per route run against him um, of the Bucks' three corners. Um, now, obviously, this is Daniel Jones' first professional start, so temper expectations there. But we all know that he looks sharp in the preseason, you know, where you know not sharp enough where Shepard can do his thing as their number one wide receiver. Cody Lattimore... Doesn't make it out of the might not make it out of the concussion protocol. Um, Benny Fowler tweet this hamstring, like I said. So, targets can funnel Shepard's way this week, okay? Demir Bird. Uh, I mentioned Larry and Kirk earlier. Uh, but the Cardinals they run so many plays, and Bird has been the third wide receiver in the passing game through two weeks, seven targets in each game. Uh, deeper league play, but he'll see a lot of Dante Jackson, um, who's good at times, but he is actually allowed. More than half a fantasy point per route run against him so far this year. Uh, deep league play. Uh, Bird can make some plays um, for you. Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Now, now that the tough matchups are kind of out of the way, uh, I think MVS can potentially do some damage this week. Uh, Chris Harris is going to be locked onto Devontae Adams. And MVS will be matched up with Isaac Yadam on the other side. So QBs have been picking over on him the past few weeks, uh, targeting him on 20% of throws. And he's been giving up half a fantasy point on each route run against him. So MVS is, you know, just a sneaky play in deep leagues, or if you're desperate for a high upside flex option. Okay, DK Metcalf, uh, he's going up against Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, This used to be something we stayed away from, but not this year, honestly. Like, Lattimore has given up, you know, more than half a fantasy point per route run. 0.64 fantasy points per route run against him. And the Saints have given up the most fantasy points to wide receivers lining up on Lattimore's side. That happens to be where Metcalf lines up 70% of the time. Now, yeah, he's still a rookie, you know, but Russell Wilson's still his QB. Um, and he performed, you know, in his first two NFL games. So, you know, I'm fine just I'm fine grabbing Metcalf and throwing him in my slot if I need if I if I need some upside. Okay, guys, we need to temper our expectations on Calvin Ridley uh, after a great first couple weeks the Colts were great against perimeter wide receivers last season, and it has continued into this season, although they haven't really been tested yet, you know, uh, rocky Sin will likely be on really most of the time, and I'm only assuming that because the Colts don't want Julio Jones to get, uh, you know, a hold of the rookie, but, you know, if you really look at it, Julio Jones has played on Rocky Sin's side most of, of, of this year, but we'll see if the Colts make that adjustment, but... If you look at it, they actually have moved around a little bit, you know, as far as, you know, the cornerbacks moving around the formation, whether it's left side or right side. So we'll see what they end up doing. Um, But, you know, I'm not sitting really. He's red hot. He's on a good offense, good passing offense. Um, And while the Colts have been pretty good against wide receivers, he's a guy that's a little bit tough to sit unless you have another really good option. Uh, Cincinnati uh, has been relatively good on the perimeter. Um, So you want to temper your expectations on John Brown. Um, that's where he typically runs his routes either way. Brown, you know, should be in most lineups because of the volume he he's getting, um, you know, catching seven or 10 targets then seven of eight targets for an average of almost a hundred yards, you know, over the first two weeks. Um, he's Josh Allen's guy. They have a clear rapport. Um, if he underperforms, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, considering Tyler Lockett was limited to only two targets in week one, uh, you know, mainly because of double teams. You know, I wouldn't let that be too much of a deterrent to keep Brown out, out of your lineup. You know, if he lines up against Drake Kirkpatrick on the right side, that's a matchup where Brown can, you know, ha- has an advantage. Um, and it's not necessarily like these individual corners, you know, doing their thing one-on-one, but, you know, they have a nice little scheme there right now that, you can, you know, bottle up wide receivers. So, so we'll see how, how they handle Brown. Uh, but, you know, with Brown's volume so far, he's a pretty good play regardless. Okay, John Ross, tough matchup for him in Buffalo this week. Tredavious White hasn't shadowed yet this year, and he probably won't this week either. Um, but Ross does run most of his routes on Tredavious White's side. He might be able to catch uh, Levi Wallace on the other side, and, you know, that's where Buffalo has been a little bit vulnerable so far. Now, last week Ross had three catches uh, before catching his fourth on the Bengals' last drive in garbage time for a 66-yard touchdown. Um, so, if I have another good op- another option with a good matchup, I'm, I'll probably lean that way this week. Okay, Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen, these two will be in this section until their volume goes up. You know what? You want to temporary expectations for them. Uh, we just have to forget about the volume that these two had last year uh, under John Filippo. Uh, He's over in Jacksonville now. Um, Diggs had three catches on nine targets. Thielen has eight catches on 11 targets. The good news is that they faced the Raiders this week in Minnesota, um, who were exploited in the second quarter of last week's game to Patrick Mahomes, and it's not a secondary to be worried about. You know, if the volume picks up a little bit, I think these two can have a good game. Um, Just be aware that if the Raiders do let Dalvin Cook, you know, do his thing and run all over them, you know, they can get up early, you know, while the defense keeps Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs in check, and if that is how the game script kind of game script kind of goes, like we might be, we might see another low volume game for these wide receivers. But you know, it really depends how, how that goes. Um, Adam Thielen, like I'm more likely to have him in my lineup regardless. But Stephen Diggs, I'm really trying to uh, <laughs> trying to figure that situation out. He's just super hard to sit. Um, another guy, Terry McLaurin, uh, great looking rookie man. Um, he is the true number one wide receiver for the Redskins right now. The rapport between him and Keenum is there. Tough matchup this week against the Bears. The pressure against Keenum is the worry. Um, you know, If he's protected, McLaurin will be able to get open against either Prince of Mukamara or Kyle Fuller. The only issue is whether Keenum will be protected throughout this game. Now, the good news is that Washington has only allowed two sacks so far this season. Their adjusted sack protection rate is also the third best in the league behind the 49ers and Cowboys. But that being said, if you look a little bit deeper, you know they went up against Dallas and Philly, whose adjusted sack rate is at the bottom of the league, like on defense. So, And that's according to Football Outsiders. So, you know, I'm tempering expectations on McLaurin this week. Um, they just haven't been facing much of a pass rush yet, and, and they will face it this week. Okay, guys, I'm absolutely just plain sitting. Uh, Robbie Anderson and Jameson Crowder. Now, Luke Falk did target Robbie a ton after he came into the game on Monday night, uh, but he'll be shadowed by Stefan Gilmore, so I'm good. <laughs> that's not something I want to depend on. Uh, he's Gilmore is one of the most feared shadowed corners in the league. Um, Jonathan Jones going up against Jameson Crowder most of the day. You know, he's also balled out against slot wide receivers. So I'm sending Crowder as well, even in PPR. Tyrell Williams, you know, usually a wide receiver three start as the Raiders number one, but he'll be shadowed by Xavier Rhodes. Um, you know, he's not used to shadow treatment. He's going to get it on Sunday. And Rhodes, you know, might struggle at times against elite wide receiver talent, but Williams isn't that. Um, So I'll avoid the situation if I can. Corey Davis, you know, I'm assuming you were going to sit him anyway (laughs) or cut him, but he's going to see a lot of Jalen Ramsey, so I am good. (laughs) So on that note, um, I'm interested to see tonight's game, though, like Jalen Ramsey, his, his ceremonious potential last game you know with the jaguars it will see how i'll see how that works out but at least now when we go up against jaguars uh go against the jaguars as far as your wide receivers go you don't have to worry about it uh but you know wherever he does go we will have to worry about it so we'll we'll see how that works out um either way i hope you guys um i wish you guys the best of luck this week um i'll be putting out my dfs cash lineup on my instagram story tomorrow on friday uh at upperhand fantasy on instagram you can go check that out if you have any questions start sit questions all that kind of stuff i'm going to try to get to all of it i do have a start sit post up on my instagram right now so you can go there or go to one of the posts um you know i'll I'll be more than likely to respond to your question um if it's on the start sit post but if you put it anywhere i'll likely get to that too either way hope you guys have a good one hope you guys have a great weekend um enjoy the games you know don't stress out about your fantasy lineup too much but enjoy it hope you guys get the w and i'll talk to you soon see ya